Hey, this is Brandon Jones, author of the award-winning College Readiness 101 workbook series, here with the College Readiness 101 podcast. Uh, This episode, um, I'm going to be talking about uh, what students and parents need to know from their school systems. So today I'm very excited because I have with me a very close colleague and friend uh, in Miss Atua Amu. She is somebody who has assisted me uh, with how I assist students in the metro Atlanta area. Um, I always lean on her uh, for for information on funding a college education uh, or just assisting students in general and making sure that they are on the right track. And so I'm excited to have you here. How you doing today, Atua? I'm fine, Brian. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, thank you for being here. Um, so we'll start off. I just wanted to get uh, students and parents to kind of know uh, a little bit about you and what your role is. So I know that you're at a school system um, here in Metro Atlanta, but what kind of what is your role? What what do you do in reference to helping students and parents prepare for the high school to college transition? So I am a post-secondary transition specialist. And so what I do is I help students through the application process if they're going to college. I really help them explore their options. So if they need to search for scholarships, I can help them with that. If they need to register for the SAT or ACT, I can help them. If they want to, are interested in dual enrollment, we can talk about dual enrollment options. So I serve as an extra layer of support for the school counselors. Okay. All right. So you're the extra layer that supports the school counselors. Okay. All right. Well, is there an Atua <laughs> or an Atua-like um, person that would be in, in all school systems or is this something that's that's just specific to what, what your county offers? So there may be. Uh, I know that Gwinnett County has academy specialists. I know that Atlanta Public Schools has college advisors. Uh, I believe Fulton schools also have college and career advisors. So there are similar positions, but the best place um, to determine if you do have someone like me in your district is to go to your school's counseling office. And if there isn't someone like me, we would love for you to advocate to to have, you know, additional support with a position like mine in all school districts, because it's very important. You can never have too much information. OK, well, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And because, you know, when I was going to high school, I'm, I'm sure when you were going to high school that there wasn't this type of role. Right. Um, right. Who was assistant students. We actually had to kind of figure it out on our own. Um, and depending on how your household was set up or what type of resources you had at home or through your family, some students were at a disadvantage, um, than, than others. Um, so, so yeah, I'm very excited that that is a role for you and that you are providing resources, uh, to better prepare students and parents for this transition. So, uh, you said that you help with, uh, helping, uh, finding scholarships. You said you help with questions on dual enrollment or just preparing for college, when would a student or a parent like really first start speaking with you or is it they speak with you after they speak with the counselor kind of what how, how what is that dynamic like when would they be able to work with you so the the order can kind of be any order um students may come to me and then they have specific questions about scheduling so i say okay you need to meet with your counselor 
or their counselor can say, yes, you are, we see that you are interested in these colleges, you need to meet with Ms. Amu. So we all kind of, we definitely work together, uh, but I typically work with juniors and seniors. However, I always say it's never too early to start planning for your future. So I have worked with ninth graders and 10th graders. If you're thinking about your future, let's schedule a meeting. That's, that's my motto, but primarily it's working with juniors and seniors. Yeah. So I totally agree with your sentiments on, you know, it's never too early. That's why I started my college readiness workbook series at eighth grade, you know, Mm -hmm. so that they can learn the transition uh, from high school to college as as that early, you kind of really need to start thinking about these things. So I'm, I'm glad that you're, uh, you're doing that. So, so whenever I speak with individuals, who assist students like me or who are there to provide resources and information uh, to help parents and students kind of prepare for college. I always want to get the tips. It's the top tips. You know, (laughs) whenever you're working with your students, whenever you're working with your parents, I just want to know what are you, what are the top things that you're you're sharing with them? So uh, I'm going to ask you to provide uh, three tips for students uh, and your top three tips for parents. Um, when you're working with your students in your county. So uh, what are kind of three things that you would share with students that they that they need to be doing uh, to prepare? Okay. Um, number one, create a professional email or social media account. And when Maybe. I say professional. That is so important. I promise you. <laughs> um, when I say professional, you can... Use your first name and your last name at Gmail or at iCloud or Hotmail, but you want to create that separate account or email primarily from a district standpoint. When you graduate, um, you won't have access to your student email that's assigned to you. So you want to make sure that you have that professional one outside of your current student email. Also, it's good to have that professional email when you actually begin the application process. So when you're applying for scholarships or when you're applying for admissions, they will see, hey, this is first name, last name at gmail.com. And, you know, that that stands out and you're able to track it a little better. And then I say professional social media accounts. A lot of colleges and universities Uh, Even companies that are hiring are using social media to reach students. So if you want to get information from them, it's best to create a professional social media. Um, Now, you can still have your personal one. And I'm not saying, you know, if you see a, a funny meme, don't share it, but don't share it on that professional social media account if you decide to create one. So professional email, professional social media account. I'm, I'm so glad that you said that, Atua, because when, when I was a college recruiter, that was one of my biggest pet peeves. I talk about this all the time when I'm speaking with parents and students is that I don't want to see the big booty something something at gmail.com. I don't right. <laughs> you know, and, and also when you're leaving a voicemail, Talk to me like I'm a professional. I'm, I wasn't one of your friends. And, and you know, I, I don't know everything that you're talking about if you're not talking professionally. Right. So that was one of the things. So I get your point. Pre- present yourself professionally when, you go, when you're talking to professionals. So absolutely. That's gold right there. Absolutely. 
And then the second one is to use all of your resources. So with us, um, with COVID, uh, you know, COVID is unfortunate, but it has opened all of these different opportunities to reach students. So it can be scheduling a meeting or going to a presentation virtually. It can be um, watching a financial aid presentation virtually. So you have lots of resources at your fingertips. Your resources can be your school counselors. Your resources can be your college advisors, your post-secondary transition specialists even websites or social media accounts. You can never have too much information, so use all of your resources, not just one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the third one kind of ties into the using your resources. You catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So like Brandon, you mentioned, talk professionally. If you're working with a teacher or you're working with a school counselor or even a post-secondary transition specialist, it's good to, you know, when you're sending an email, say, hi, I hope you're doing well. Or if they sent a transcript for you, thank you for sending that transcript. We just actually did a social media post where we said, remember to thank your teachers. Teachers are now writing letters of recommendation for seniors. Remember to thank them. Those little small um, details go a long way. Absolutely. So you definitely can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. So always think about your tone uh, when you're interacting with your, your resources, your teachers, your counselors, your mentors. That is so important because I, I remember those those students who do that, right? So if I, I used to write a, a recommendation letter to student for students um, for their uh, for their college applications or the scholarship applications, um, or I I would you know send information out for them or just do anything you know advocating for a student. And those who thanked me for I I was just very appreciative of those who did that, and it allowed me um, whenever there was other resources whenever there was something else that was available to them you know i said oh you know what let, let me let me go send it back to you know jonathan jonathan was really really uh mm -hmm. appreciative and and now i'm going to be able to help him more and so it's just like you said little small like etiquette things just like really cool you right. know just etiquette things can get you a long way you know absolutely okay all right all right so those are good tips for for students and um, they're kind of similar to what I've been saying to students for a very long time as well. So I'm, I'm glad you said that. But as you know, I take a two generational approach to college readiness. And um, I always feel that um, talking with parents is uh, the, the most vital part in this process because students will be with me or with you when you were doing sessions with us. Like they'll be with us for an hour, two hours, a half a day, you know, if it's a boot camp, but then they have to go home. Right. right. <laughs> and try to try to regurgitate that information back to their parents, oftentimes unsuccessfully. Right. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that educating the parent, the two generation approach is the way to go. Uh, I feel that um, a, a more informed household is a better prepared household. So I agree. Do you do you have any tips when you're speaking with parents? Is there some, like some things that you really try to get across to them when when you're doing your sessions or when you're working with them? Yes. So one, start planning now. Um, even if you are a middle school parent or a ninth or 10th grade parent, 
go ahead and start that process now. Start those conversations with your student right now. It's never too early. Uh, even if you're elementary school, uh, you can start the process of exploring the, the post-secondary options at any grade level. So it's never too early to start that planning process. Number two, get involved at every step of the process. Oh, that's huge. <laughs> every step. So if your student is meeting with their school counselor, now that they're virtual, you can join also, or you can schedule a meeting where times work for your student and you and the counselor. Um, if you are looking at information Look at that information together. A lot of college fairs are virtual. A lot of presentations are virtual. They're even doing virtual campus tours. So you should be involved at every step of the process. Um, don't wait until the end, until your students, I, I would work with students who their parents may not know what their student is planning for the future. And we they would just get involved when we submitted the FAFSA their senior year. Man. So I, right, it, I, I would see it very often. So just start asking those questions and start, you know, even over dinner, hey, you know, what's your plan for the future? But try to get involved as soon as possible because you can be involved in this process. Third sure. step, I know we want you to get involved, but you also want your students to take responsibility set their own goals and ask their own questions. Uh, so you serve as a layer of support for your student. Brandon, I remember it was my first Next Step Education College Fair and there was a young man, he was in the sixth grade and his mom was there and he came up to speak to me. And this was when I was working for Georgia Student Finance Commission. And he had all these questions about Hope Scholarship. We were able to look at the different awards, oh, how much man. he would receive. And his mom just stood there. She said, go ahead. And I could tell he was a little shy, um, but she just said, go ahead. And by the end of that time, he said, I know I'm going to get the Zell Miller Scholarship. And <laughs> that was so, <laughs> it stood out to me because I said, the mom was there as support. I'm sure they probably discussed the questions, but he had questions that she didn't even, you know, she didn't even know. Um, so allow students to take responsibility, allow students to ask their own questions. Yes, you're a part of this process, but allow students to, to kind of do that work for themselves. I know it's easy for parents to want to send this email or want to send this information for the students, but allow them to kind of take that responsibility also. That That's huge. I'm, I'm so glad. I didn't even know that. I'm glad you shared yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You know, I, and I think this is kind of like in, in all facets of, of having a child, you know, my, my, I remember when I was a kid, my mom, um, always made me go and, and fight my fights, not, not physically fighting, but made me go. And when I was looking for a job, you know, and she probably, I think she knew somebody there, but she said, no, Brandon, you go and talk to that manager and you go and, you know, present yourself professionally and you go and fill out the application and you do these things. So it, it, it's kind of like preparation for what you're going to have to do um, in later. the future. Yeah, in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So I, always allowing um, the student to be able to self-advocate. Now, I think that's the one of the biggest things. That's actually the I think the 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 most important skill that a, that a high school student needs to learn how to do because everything else falls under that, right? Right. 
I think right. that, you know, being able to self-advocate is something that is something that is huge for students to be able to learn how to do. So, so thank you for that. Those are great tips, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, for, for students and parents. And, and I think that it's going to be uh, really good for, for those students and parents to start implementing those tips into kind of their daily routine. So um, I want to thank you for, for spending a couple of minutes with me today. And uh, I know you're busy and, and I know you're busy helping students, uh, but I really appreciate you taking your time out. You are always welcome, Brandon. Always. So, so I know that um, you work for a county, and so you, you, you know, your priority are going to be students who are in your county. Uh, but do you share any information uh, that individuals who aren't in your school system can kind of benefit from? Absolutely. So, if you want to connect with me, I am on social media. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. My username on Twitter is Atua, A-T-U-A underscore E. So when you go to Twitter, you can search for Atua underscore E. And then on Instagram, it's my full name. So it's Atua Amu, A-T-U-A-E-M-U. And you'll find me there. And the links uh, actually in the bio of my Twitter and Instagram, there are presentation recordings. So when I have meetings with uh, admissions advisors or um, we talk about financial aid, I've had multiple presentations because everything is online. Uh, I record everything. So feel free to take a look at some of those presentation recordings if you're interested in some of the schools that I that I've had that I brought to my students. Okay. That's amazing. That's amazing. So as always access and information, that's the two big things we want to make sure that students and parents are having is access and information. And so I, I want to thank you again. And so to my listeners, if you like what you're hearing and you want to learn more, you can subscribe to this podcast or follow me on my social media accounts. That's College Readiness 101 on Instagram and Facebook. And you can uh, go to collegereadiness101.com to learn more about the College Bound Parent mini-series and the information that's being provided that is assisting so many families around the country. I look forward to speaking with you next time.